Yes, thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo show. Uh, a little bit sad, let's be honest, for our last show of the season. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go Collingwood's way at the weekend, Scotty. So we prepare for the grand final and have a few beers without the Mighty Magpies in the big dance. Um, Jay Clark here in the five-time Copeland Trophy winner, six-time All-Australian. Scotty Pendlebury, how are you, mates? Um, yeah, obviously a little bit shell-shocked from the weekend and um, a bit sombre. So, yeah, didn't expect um, to finish up. I don't think, like, really in that sense, I suppose, whenever you're playing in a final, both sides never think you're going to lose. So it always comes as a little bit of a shock. So, um, yeah, but take a few days now to process it and get over it a little bit. And, um, yeah, so it's not going to be an enjoyable week sitting back this week and watching both sides go through what is a amazing week to be a part of. There's so much fun this week that you have with all the boys and that. So, yeah, to miss out on that hurts a bit. And, um yeah, but here I am having a few beers, eating hot chips and chicken wings and enjoying the sensational food. It is the first time I've seen you plough into the bowl of chips, so that's good, mate. That tells me uh, you, you'll be okay. Uh, Braden Cox, our tech wizard and comedic genius. How are you, buddy? I'm a bit sad. <laughs> what are you a bit sad for? Well, I wanted to see Collingwood in the grand final. But I do – this is the uh, probably 52 weeks a year. There's two of those 52 that Scott let, lets his hair down, has a couple of beers – Let's himself eat a chip or two, um, and this is that window. So it's an exciting period. Even though Collingwood didn't make the grand final, this is an exciting period for those who know Scott. Hot chips, just <laughs> they went down a treat before. Yeah. Oh, they were good. Let's get straight into the game, mate. We're going to talk about the grand final, what you thought, how your post uh, your postseason um, drinks have been. You've had a couple of beers. It would be nice to get together with all the boys and. Uh, toast a, a year, but um, mate, it was a different feeling in the rooms this year compared to after last year's grand final for me. After last year's grand final, it felt like everyone was shattered and, and, and sad, um, but still very proud of your achievements. This year, it did really feel like there was a frustrated edge. Everyone had the grumps up a bit, and yeah. that's because maybe you let one slip. Yeah, I think it's, as everyone always says, like prelims are the hardest game to win, I think. Um, yeah, as players, it's I think like yeah, the different like grand final. You know, it's your last game, so um, and you know it's on the line. Whereas prelim is, as I said before, there was four teams this weekend that went in that legitimately thought mm. they were going to get through the grand final, and two don't. And you just, especially in a close one, like you know, if we had a loss by forty points, probably after the game, you know, through, halfway through the third quarter, you know that it's done. Whereas, you know, we. We're a massive chance to win that game of footy. We had some opportunities to um, get in front late in the game and we just couldn't do it. And, you know, there's a sense, I reckon, out on the ground and um, probably with both sides, GWS, you could, I could definitely feel they were just trying to hold up and, yep. you know, not let the damn wall break and we were trying to break it. And um, we just couldn't get there in the end and they held up well enough, um, you know, for long enough. But there was definitely that sense out on the ground in that last quarter that, for me, I was like, we're going to get them. Like, we've got enough time. Mm. Um, you know, third quarter was their momentum where they had a really good quarter and the last quarter was our quarter where we had a really good quarter. And, um, yeah, we just unfortunately, you know, Tay hit the post, Maney dropped a metre short. Um, yeah, we had some chances to win the game. We just, yeah, they defended well. We didn't take our chances and, yeah, you go down by four points. So you sort of hurt. Um, and then also the fact is I think after the game too, you realise that you're not going to be there as well. So it's like you've just lost a game. And then they also realise what you're missing out on. Mm. And guys know now too what they're missing out on. 
So it's sort of like double whammy. You feel like you've almost lost two games at once. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely disappointed and frustrated. And, um, yeah, it was a, a wasted opportunity because it's very hard to get to prelim finals. And if you win them, you know how good the week is and what you're in for. And you want an opportunity to try and win that win that cup. And we, unfortunately, this year won't have the opportunity to, to go in there and, and have a crack at it. So you dominated the last quarter. Um, they took their chances in the third. It was wet weather, which seemed to favour them. Why do you think it took you, your team so long to adjust? What yeah. happened in the first three quarters that you could yeah. or couldn't get going? Yeah, well, I think really both sides. Like half time, it was twenty to seventeen. It was pretty, probably a pretty bad game of footy to watch. Um, you know, both sides struggled with the conditions. It was a legitimate wet weather game of footy, and um, yeah, we we took a while to adjust, and you know, we spoke about it half time, trying more surge the football forward and, and go forward and um, you know it's going to be a day where you're just going to have to grind and hang in there and you don't know when it will click but it will click at some stage and yeah for them it was their third quarter that clicked for them mm. um, our fourth quarter was our quarter where it all got on a roll and we started to you know really pepper the goals and pepper the, the entries and that, that type of thing but yeah just unfortunately just couldn't get it done we had plenty of time um, to, to get it I think seven, seven and a half minutes when we were goal behind so we knew there was time and not to rush and we pumped it in there enough and you know they held up really well and um yeah it was just one of those ones where, you, where you're pretty flat how did you personally feel after you're in the rooms yeah bucks is up there he's he was seemed to be edgy from from what yeah. i saw yeah i'm yeah i was shocked after the game it just probably that like you know what you're playing for like you know, I'm not sort of stupid and think, oh, well, yep. better luck, boys. You know, there's always next year. It's yeah. You never know when you're ever going to be back there. Like, I might never be back at that stage to yep. win a prelim. So, um, you know, and it's the same for a guy, Jaden Stevenson, who's 19. He might never get back to that stage. So, you know what you're missing out on. Um, yeah, so there was that um, sense of a bit of a wasted year. And then, um, yeah, and I suppose as I sort of reflected on it, I was like, well, it doesn't make us any less successful though as a, a club or environment just because we haven't given ourselves a chance to win the grand final. I'd love to be preparing this week for Richmond, but we're not. And I still think though that the club's on in, in a great place. We're going the right way. So that's sort of set in as well. But yeah, the initial probably 24, 48 hours was more that. Um, yeah, just disappointment at the opportunity that we had that we just didn't take. You had a little mate follow you around for the best part of the game, little uh, Matty DeBoer, who I know a little bit from my Perth days, and he's actually a really good fella, despite yeah. his antagonistic ways um, on the field. How did you how did you feel that battle go? It, um, <coughs> he's been quite successful in his yeah. tagging ways so far for them this season. Yeah, it's, um, I, I said... He doesn't leave week, you alone. Yeah, well, I said last week on the show, like it's a really good role that he plays and I think it's one that balances their midfield mix out a little bit um, because yeah. they are skillful and talented oh, skillful, and offensive yeah and but you know Hopper and that allows them to go really hunt the footy and um, yeah like I once once I sort of seen the conditions I knew it was going to be on oh like he, he knew where I was going to be I knew where he was going to be there was no you knew he was coming because it was a it was a big debate throughout the week. Yeah, thinking of Jordan yeah, well, we, said Taylor yeah, Adams. That thought, was left field. Yeah, we thought that he would come my way, so there was no surprise when it happened. It sort of we had already planned for that, but um, yeah, I suppose there's no when it's wet weather footy. You know, like there's no there's no real tricks. You know, I can't take him out to a wing and try and isolate him and get a switch and get a, yeah. a long kick down the line. It's sleeves up. It's there's going to be hundred and something stoppages today. We're just going to butt heads. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and then. Wet weather, you know, my role also is to pressure, to hunt, to tackle, 
um, yeah. try and force some turnovers if, if he got his hands on the footy or other midfielders got their hands on the footy, make some 2v1s, um, things like that. And um, Yeah, I thought it was – like I've always enjoyed battles with Tigers. I reckon it's, they're always a good battle. You, you earn everything that you get that day. And, um, yeah, at the end of the day, as I said, after the game that, that you know, he – he won the won the battle. They took the points. Um, you know, if, if we won the game, then you know I say that I win the battle because that's what you're there to do. You're there to win win the game, and um, yeah, he he'll play another important role this week. Um, you know, against the Tigers, and, and where he goes there will be interesting. Where they send him, he's physical and he's also verbal. I saw I was on the boundary line, and when you went to the bench, he went to Adam Trelaw for a little bit. I'm thinking about the third term, and. He gave Adam a good <coughs> one-minute spray. Yeah, right. Well, he didn't give me any. <laughs> no, no lip to me. Nothing so to the skipper. I don't know why I avoided no, it. Um, no, but he is. Like, he's, um, yeah, like, yeah, it's weird. He's no, he's no different to most taggers in, you know, checking you off the ball and pushing you and that type of stuff. So there was no, like, surprises in that sense. It's just, yeah, it's just, it was all on the line. And as I said, it's... His job to do what he tries to do, and um, he plays like I reckon the role that they've got in their midfield is an important one that he needs to play for them. So can they do it again? Can, um, they, can they win four straight? Can they upset? They upset you guys. Can they defy the odds against against this mighty Richmond team? Yeah, I think it'll be tough. I yeah, I think that you know Richmond survived a bit of a scare on Friday night in their prelim and. Um, you know, one thing that is a little bit spoken about is that playing those. So I think Aston Richmond played that was their second game in a month. So there's a sort of noted like both sides started a bit slow, but now the Richmond have got that out. It's like did they hit their straps and now are they, you know, back into a normal routine and they just kind of come out, jump out of the blocks and then is GWS are they physically and mentally drained from two pretty brutal finals, get over the line late. How much mentally do they have left to give? Um, I think the good thing for the Giants, though, is that they've got Green coming back in who will inject enthusiasm and excitement. They've got Whitfield probably coming back in. Cornelio as well, potentially. So they're going to have some fresh legs, runners. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's so hard. I just can't see, I can't see Richmond getting beat at the MCG mm. um, if it's a good day. Like if, yep. it's, if it's wet, then the game comes straight back to 50-50 slugfest. Just grind type day whereas if I think if it's dry I just think Richmond their system and style and their, and their continuity they've been there before this is their third run it in, in three years they're primed yeah I think it could um, be 40 plus yeah yeah it's a um, yeah it's, it's like all finals are fascinating because it only takes a tiny little bit of momentum and you're away so yeah I think the first quarter you'll know very quickly if it's going to be a, a good game or if it's going to be you know, this could be one where it's, she's all said and done by three-quarter time. But, yeah, as I said, like the Giants, they're, no one rated them any weeks, really. No one thought they'd beat Bulldogs. No one thought yeah. that they would beat Brisbane. No yeah. one really gave them much of a chance against us, and yeah. they've defied the odds. So they know their back's against the wall. The thing that every time you play with the Giants, and I know we played them with a few guys out, but you have a look at their team, and I said this when I was walking out the day before the game, before we played them. So if you put their side up, who they've got playing, I know they had a few big outs, so there is talent everywhere on that team. There is first pick, second pick in the draft. There's kids everywhere. So their skill execution, even though it's under high pressure, they've got some of the coolest heads in the business that can execute, hit targets, kick goals. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a fierce battle. 
Um, I just hope the Giants have got enough left in the tank to, to go again. Would be a mighty effort. Um, just on that. The, well, if they it, win it, they bloody well and truly deserve, it, haven't they? They've yeah. gone through four pretty big finals, brutal style, first yep. time getting to a granny, so they well and truly earn it. And very few tipped them. But just on that, so the me- media discussion, the external debate, not sure how much of this have you, you have heard, is that Collingwood perhaps took them lightly, that there was yeah, a complacency. No. No, you don't. If anyone knows, you would know. Yeah, no way. Like, Did you detect that? No, nah, not at all. And But that's what gets built up before the game because there's no Green, there's no Whitfield, there's no Cornelio, um, you know, but... So can when that I, have a, have a group nah, on the an nah. effect on the well, group psychologically? Like, oh, oh, you'd have to ask every bloke individually yeah. differently. But for me, I look at say, say if they had no green, then for me on my hand, I'm just going. Well, we don't have Geordie. Yeah. So there's two guys that probably cancel themselves out. Yeah. You, know, you take Levi out of us as well, who underrated piece of our backline, but plays a very important role. You look at the conditions that we cop wet. Yeah. Tough blokes stand up in those conditions. He's one of the toughest players in our team, in the comp. So I look at our side and I'm like, we've got two really important pieces in our system that are going to miss. They've got re- two really important pieces they're going to miss. So guys are going to have to stand up and we're going to have to see how we go. And mm. as I said, it come down to game of taking your chances, game of inches, and they were there standing when the siren went. So you have a... Um, you're right, mate. Um, so the grand final finishes. I saw you briefly. You looked gutted. Yeah, the top off. Everyone had their heads bowed. You filed out of the um, shower room into the meeting, which spilled out with people as um, Nathan Buckley addresses you. You know, for for the for the last time. Is this on the weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. prelim. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. You said grand final. Did I say grand final? Yeah. Excuse me, yeah. prelim. Um, what do you what do you do in the hours after? What are you? Are you still thinking about the game? Are you still going <laughs> yeah, over yeah. in your head? Went back to the club, sort of just. Creatures of habit. Went back to the club and that. Did you do recovery? Did you? No, I didn't do recovery. <laughs> but just went back to the club and um, yeah, everyone sort of just went up the front with their family and friends and yeah, a couple of beers and just sort of don't know, a good chance to stick around with each other and yeah, pretty low key. Yeah, just I don't know, like because you are you're knackered too. Like you've just yeah. played a game of footy, so yeah, like yeah, had a couple of beers with family and friends, went home and had a sleep pretty much, and then yeah, yeah even then when you're sleeping, you're just laying in bed thinking, Jesus. Imagine if we had done that better or could I have done that or could I have touched that ball or taken that mark or kicked that goal or something like that. So, um, yeah. When does that begin to fade for you? Uh, oh, to be honest, the night after a game like that, like I was literally just laying there and you're just like, I would love it to be 7 a.m. so the night's just mm-hmm. done. Like I can just get over the night. and yeah. cause it doesn't stop and you're just trying – like you're literally like you're trying to count sheep almost like <laughs> to take your mind off it and before you know it you might it's back straight back in your face of like something that happened during the game how can you yeah it would so be. it's yeah you almost feel like after a game it's like you've almost got like severe anxiety while you're laying in bed because you just can't like i contemplate i reckon at like 3 4 o'clock so like might get up and just bottle of rest drive somewhere <laughs> here and like just get out of the house but it's just yep. yeah and then you wake up and then it's yeah you start to move on a bit. I have yeah. the same feeling after our podcast, you know, I lay there awake at night. I wonder if I should ask this question. <laughs> what could we have yeah, done yeah. better? What could we have done better? Yeah, but, yeah. And then, but you had some time, um, went to the pub um, and all gathered with the boys and had a had a uh, couple of beers. Was it the next day? Yeah. And did you feel the mood lift? Is that a, yeah. is that where yeah. you, I, like, a release? Or? Yeah. As much as you don't want to, like, take everyone say the same, you don't want to have to be there, but you are. Yep. So it's like it's actually good to get the whole group together. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it starts Suit off, each other. Yeah, it starts off pretty somber, but then 
have a few beers and you know then all of a sudden a little bit of banter flies across the table and mood lifts. You know, the food starts rolling out and everyone just sort of have you know you have a good time and you would um, need that I reckon yeah you do and it's important because you if you go home and vacuum your house you're yeah. doing your head it's funny, again, the game the game pops up and you talk about the game and the opportunity and yep. oh well and then guys sort of rally around each other and then you know you go on and you have a fun night and a few memories and um, all that type of stuff because the other thing that I think people forget is that it's the last time that this group will ever be together because yes. the guys like Goldie, Wells, you've retired. Yep. Guys will be delisted, traded. So you want to get around each other too to celebrate yep. the relationships, the friendships. The, yep. Yeah, as I said, it wasn't successful from a premiership point of view, but I think we're starting to build something that, you know, is a successful place. People like watching us play footy. Like we're, you know, I think we're a club that's doing a lot of things right at the moment. So, yeah, it's a good chance to have a few beers, be around each other, enjoy the other side of footy where it's, you know, that it is the few beers and, um, yeah, just getting to have a bit of fun together. So you're going up to Byron Bay? Yeah, on Thursday. Get some sunshine. Yeah, get, get some warm weather. Get away from us footy types. Yeah, quick last minute trip, get out. <laughs> and uh, how are you going to go on Saturday? Are you going to watch it? Um, yeah, I'll watch it. Um, I got asked it a couple of times. Probably if you had asked me Saturday afternoon after the game, I would have said no, but yep. dust has settled a bit now. Yeah, I'll watch it. I, I reckon the grand finals are awesome games to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is what it is. We're not going to be there. So I'll watch it and um, I just love all the little moments in the game and the little things, the shepherds, the spoils, the knock-ons, all those little moments that create a goal and you see the f- players how it's almost like every goal in a grand final is like you just kick the goal to win the game after the siren. That's how meaningful they are. So, yep. yeah, looking forward to it and, um, yeah, hopefully it's a cracker. So how does Richmond win? Why do you think Why do you think Richmond win? Where's, um, where's their edge? Well, it's funny because it's two cut contrasting styles. It's a Richmond who want, you know, not many stoppages. They want to keep the ball in, keep the ball live, mm. surge it forward, knock it on. And then there's Giants who stoppage is their go. They want to score from stoppage. They're the best scoring side in the comp from stoppage. More stoppages, the better. So, um, yeah, I think it's easier for Richmond to execute their style and keep the ball live and knock it on, handball it out. And it's going to be harder for the Giants to get it back on their terms. So, especially if it's a dry day, you know, because Richmond can just knock it back in or it's very hard to hold the ball in a lot and roll the dice on getting holding the ball. So, mm. um, yeah, that midfield battle is going to be crucial, I think. Um, if I was GWS, I would send the ball to um, Prestia. I think you need it. He's Who didn't get a lot of love in the Brownlow last night. I was surprised by that. He was the best player in that final. Him and Tom Lynch were the best two players in that final against Geelong. Against Geelong. By a long way. Yep. Don't get votes and in finals. No, nah, but I just think he's so underrated that – and his running power is really good. He's always the first mid-back usually to help out the defence, start yep. the ball use. His skills are clinical. Um, but, yeah, for some reason he just, like, flies under the radar. Yep. I oh, know internally he wouldn't. Like, I reckon internally it would be him or Tom Lynch that would win their best and fairest. Yeah. But for some – or Dylan Nick Grimes. Boston. There's probably – yeah, they've got a few, don't they? But, mm. yeah, I think in the midfield – because Dusty's doing more of his damage in the final series as a forward, not as a mid. Yep. Um, last few weeks he's gone forward with great effect so I think GWS um, like you know if he starts on the ball if Dusty mm-hmm. starts on the ball he's basically a forward anyway because yep. he's going to take the stoppage and get forward and then Lambert's going to come up and play as a midfielder so that mm-hmm. you know that's going to happen straight away so Batman and Robin do you reckon Dusty thanks Kane Lambert and Shane Edwards well, for all the hard or, work that they do behind the scenes or they thank him because Lambert gets to basically play as a midfielder all game and Dusty then goes plays as a forward yeah. so um, and it's just using each other's strengths. So, 
yeah, they've got to find is it Heater that gets dusty? Is it Haynes? Is well, it who, who does get dusty? Um, I'd go, I'd go Core. Yeah, I think he matches up physically pretty well. He can run. You just can't let him in behind you. Yeah, he always plays with great distance off the ball. Yeah, so when the ball goes, you might be in an aggressive position. 20 metres in front of him but before you know it they surge at forward handball it's now 50 they kick it on your head and he's in behind you and he just you won't move he just locks you right in behind gets yeah. right under your armpits all that type of stuff so they get up on you quickly <clears throat> yeah well the, the ball does the gap closes really quickly and as a defender you might be 10 metres in front and then mm. all of a sudden that space that you thought wouldn't get filled they've forward handball they've kicked it back and it's on your head and Dusty will just work you straight underneath it mark it so yeah I think core was a good match up for him or heater um, you got to try and make him hit up hit up, make them hit that mm. like that leading kick instead of just a long kick where it's out the back or if he drops it, it's on the deck. Try and make him beat you on a hit up. So you get to play him back shoulder? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and try and force him forward. Well, because a lot of time with Richmond, their ball use is not so clinical in the fact where it's like he'll look up, short kick to a hit up lead. They'll hit it if it's there, but they like to just get it forward handball and then when it's there, launch it long, yep. let their swarm get there and... Yeah, outnumbered on the ground. Whereas, yeah, that's where Dusty plays with great length in behind people. They get caught up the ground, and then all of a sudden the ball's on them before they know it. They kick it over, and he's out the back. Yeah, so it's like you got to really, you got to get that balance. Not saying playing from back shoulder everywhere, but you've got to get that balance of depth right of when to play in front. Mm. You know, Hodgie did it remarkably well when they mm. played him in Brisbane. He got the, he kept defending the ball. He didn't get too caught up where Dusty was. Whereas. Guys often, you know, they look for him, searching for him. It's like either defend the ball or literally play him back shoulder. I'd be pretty aware of where Dusty is if he was my man Cocker. Yeah. I'd be yeah, but if you turn your some head, sort of you, leash on him. If you're, in front, if you're in front and the ball's coming in, you turn to look for him. As soon as you turn your head, he's gone. Yeah. Because that's your cue to leave. If they look for to try and find you, he'll come the other way. Mm. He's going to mark it. So, yeah, don't get beaten, t- you know, two different ways when you're just trying to play one. And as usual, or for the last time this season, we're at the George, Magnificent George, 162 Collins Street. We've had a couple of pots and uh, some <laughs> sticky pork. Uh, Cocker, you had about 20 chicken oh, wings, I reckon. You I just, love the chicken You wings. lick your fingers, mate. You love that sauce. <laughs> They're actually so good. I had so much stuck in my teeth when we started. And the tofu. I was going to have a chicken wing, but Cocker ate them all. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand, mate. They are that delicious. Get here for your after. It's coming up to Christmas time, Scott. That's when... um, Christmas parties. Yeah. When us regular types like to get out and um, have a dance. No better place to do it at the George. Melbourne's best cocktails right here. 162 Collins Street, the George Hotel. Thanks so much for having us all year. We have loved our time here. They're having, Scott, a uh, a grand final party. They're having a grand final lunch, 10.30, Saturday. Saturday. Doors open. Be 10 here. 10.30 lunch. That's sounds an early like, lunch. Sounds like you've sussed it out. <laughs> well, I'm in Byron Bay. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get here before the – I think I just need to pop in for a little settler first. <laughs> okay. Settle the nerves. Must be nervous having to watch your granny. Before the game. I think doors open at what, 11 or so? 10.30. 10.30. Yeah. I'll be lining up. Get here. Watch the big game. few drinks. Lunch, obviously, kick on afterwards. It'll be pumping here at the George, that is for sure. See our mate Greg, Maud, they will uh, they will be able to lay it out all for you. It will be pumping inside here. Dimmer Hardwick's got a big uh, selection decision to make. Jack uh, Graham, Hardner, devastatingly out of the team. Scotty with that dislocated shoulder. I think he tried to have a run around on Tuesday, but they've made the call. He will be out. They're going to replace him. They've got a few options. Yeah. Marlon Pickett was best oh. on the VFL. Yeah. He'd be the first man in 67 years to make his debut in an AFL grand final. Yeah. What way 
do you think? Yeah, I think it would go to Jack Ross. So that, got, de- got, that definitely. Yeah. Well, he got pulled out of their um, grand final VFL side. Mm-hmm. He's played eight games this year already for them and filled that similar role, similar type player. Um, like, and I haven't watched those two players really closely, but both midfielders when they've played. Um, Ross is hard, isn't he? Yeah, and that's so and Jack, and then might be able to put Ross to a guy because sometimes Jack Graham gets a, a run with if someone's getting out of hand. So yep. say Josh Kelly is going berserk, they might yep. say you need to sit on him for a few minutes and get him quiet. Yeah. Um, so they need someone who can come in and do that sort of role for them. So um, yeah, I think Jack Ross, as much as the Marlon Pickett story, I understand and the theatre and the drama. It's I just a sexy story. Scott. It is. We it like is. the and sexy ones. Clearly, you can play on the big stage, but I just think. Yeah. Behind closed doors, there'd also be, is it too much for someone who's never played before to throw him in on the biggest day and go, here you go? Or do you want to go with a guy that you know eight times this year already, they've called him up and they've been happy with what he's done, he knows how they play, knows the system. So I just think, yeah, it'd be a great story, but I just think at the end of it, they'll just come back to, right, we can, um, we know what Jack's going to give us. We've seen him there before. We know how he fits in. Um, This is how we're going to use him. That reliability. Yeah. The dependability. So yeah. In finals, you need to look left and right and know what you're going to get. So I don't reckon yeah. Marlon's going to be overawed by the big stage if he didn't get the chance. He's, what, 27? Yeah. Dual best and fairest winner in the waffle. Obviously yeah. turned his life right around. We know yeah. the, the backstory there. So, geez, it would be uh, – It would be oh, an amazing story. But, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't think I – yeah, I just can't see it happening. So if Richmond win the premiership, as we both expect, what, yeah. what was your mar- expected margin? What do you think? Um, oh, Oh, 25 to 30. Coco? Have you checked the weather report? It's going to be cloudy. Nah, 40 plus. Richmond 40 plus? Yeah. I'm with you, Coco. Um, so Jack Graham, if they win, Jack Graham doesn't get a premiership medal. What do you think about the theory? Yeah, I don't like that. I think that you could almost argue the fact that would they be here if he didn't do what he did last week? Maybe not. Um, Got out of jail a bit. Well, last week he does his shoulder and then comes back on and plays out the rest of the game. So it's not only playing out the rest of the game, it's giving them another rotation on the bench. So therefore the load's not on other players. Mm. Therefore someone else might get injured with a soft tissue or something like that. So when you lose a player in a game, the load gets spread amongst 21 other guys, but your load still goes up mm. a few percent. So, yeah. so, do you, so do you cap it to players that played in the final series? If I had my choice yep. and my football club and we won, I would make something for every other player that was a part of your list because you know as a player what goes into it so the training the weights the pre-season the running the functions all that like these guys are part of your story for that year and it's only as i said before it's the only year you're together because after next year there's list changes so it takes your whole list your whole club to win a premiership and 22 guys get the medal on the day but there's so much more acknowledgement that happens I think you should get one. If you play a game in your premiership season, I think yeah, you should get a medal. Well, they so, do that in the NBA. Yeah, but would, you, yeah. would you want it? Yep. Yeah, if you're Bob yeah. Murphy, if you're Jack Graham, you yeah. treasure that. I kind of yeah. hear Andrew Gaze talk about his ring. And yeah. I bet he played, yeah. But he kind of just goes, oh, well, yeah. I got one. I yeah. kind of didn't really earn it. Or Yeah. Jack Graham would feel so much a part of it if they won. Yeah. He's just not a part of that game, but he's yeah. so much a part of their journey. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of medals, you're at the Brownlow medal. Um, last night with your lovely wife Alex who puts you in the shade every time you guys go to the Brownlow there's no Fine. doubt ab- about that did you enjoy the night Scott you're able to relax have a few beers enjoy the company of your teammates have uh, a laugh with some yeah, boys 
the good because they moved the, like, the red carpet an hour back this year, so we weren't we didn't have to be there as long, which yeah. is good because it's long night. So it was actually from that point of view, it was not too bad. I was only there for four hours. It was so. over quicker. <laughs> yeah, it was over. It, was it over seems quicker. like it, they were pushing it through. Yeah, it was good. Gil like, was motoring. I was home Amy by eleven. Great job. So I was it's good and tucked up in the fart sack. Absolutely mm-hmm. trying to get a full sleep. So. Did you did you get on the coverage? Did you answer questions? Did nah. you do the See, this is why he's he's smart, but he just rolls Alex out there. (laughs) So Alex is answering all the questions, doing all the interviews. Oh, no, I do that on the red carpet, that stuff. I didn't see you do shit. Some of it's just, someone asked me who had the worst haircut in AFL. Uh, It's just like next. How long did it take you to get ready? Yeah, yeah. No interest. Do you actually dress yourself? Yeah. Does Alex pick? No, I just wore what I wore last year, just put a white shirt on instead of a black shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not rocket science happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Norm Smith, tip for tip for GF, Norm Smith. Toby Green. Be great. I, I can't say it. Tom Lynch. Shane Edwards. Yeah, that's your tip. Mine's Tom Lynch. Marlon Pickett. Edwards had a big day Marlon in the Pickett. Pickett. There you go. <laughs> Edwards had his day in the preliminary final. That's Dasha, what they envisioned two Dasha years Hawley, ago. maybe. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, before we finish, are you happy with Fifey's win? Brownlow medal win? Yeah, I think it's pretty hard because I think when your side's down the bottom of the ladder or not playing finals, you don't yep. – like, not not many – like, you don't sit there going, oh, I'll watch this Freo game this weekend because you – yeah, everyone tends to always look at the top of the ladder and you want to watch those sides play. So yep. um, over here you don't see a lot of Freo games or watch them. So, um, But clearly you had a really good year. The count was – there was full of guys getting a lot of votes. So there was mm. – could have been one of six guys that win it. So, mm-hmm. But he's a – He's a gun player and yep. um, he's now got two Brownlows. Best Fremantle player ever. Has to be. Has to be. Other than you, of course, Scott, I was cheering for Patrick Cripps. I would have thought yeah. that'd be a brilliant story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And early on, he was red hot. He was out, wasn't he? Out of the gates. Yeah. Yeah, right mm-hmm. around the time he was on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Kind of dropped off after. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Cripper. What do you think? There's always a moment in the grand final on the spot, who do you think provides some moments? Like I reckon like Mumford massive like hit would be awesome to see. Yep. And kind of like Lewis Jetta, Cyril running down the wing type moment. Yeah, roughest tack on Hanabry. If Giants win, Toby Green will be yeah. best on ground. Goes nuts, yep. Because yep. he so, has to, because he'll play forward and you'll get Grimes and if he goes nuts, they'll win. Yep. Can you win with <coughs> Norm Smith if he goes out there and he could get suspended for 12 weeks yeah, coming but it's out. Like you can't get suspended during the game. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be something from Edwards and we'll recognise him. I mean, he's a guy who's sort of flown under the radar. I think he's, yeah. a, he's a gun midfielder who could have got a lot more money at another club had he made the decision to leave. But he's, he's what? He's number five at Richmond. Um, I think he could do something on the big stage, which will really headline his, his wonderful career. I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing a big forward stand up. Like grand final day, like yeah. it's like if you see a Jeremy Cameron kick a bag, Jack or, might or have you a big day. He was quite in the prelim. Oh, he did the tap on? Yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like for him, yep. he'd be like smarting. Yep. Yeah. He didn't really play that well, but he. So I reckon he might have a big one. Yeah. Well, we want to say a big thank you for listening to us, putting up with us possibly for uh, the whole year. We've had some <laughs> great guests, some great chat. You hit form last week, particularly with the gag, Scott. Thank you. So you. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while. That was that was quite amusing. Hey, we really appreciate all your company, of course, on the Jock and Journal podcast uh, throughout the year. We'll be back next year, I think. I'm sure. <laughs> of course we will. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Scotty Pendlebury, Braden Cox and Jay Clark signing off for 2019. We'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thank you. Yeah.